0: Welcome to the Life After Plus One podcast, where we turn life's lemons into delightful lemonade. Get ready for inspiring stories, uplifting conversations, and all the tips and tricks to rock your single parent journey with style. I'm your host, Leanne, and it's time to embrace the adventure of Life After Plus One. So let's dive in. Hello, hello, welcome back to Life After Plus One. I'm your podcast host, Leanne, and wherever you are in the world, I hope you're enjoying Nearly the first two weeks of January, we're nearly halfway through the first month of the year if you're listening in real time. How crazy is that? So I hope you guys are, just knocked my watch then, I hope you guys are ticking off your New Year's resolutions or should I change that to say New Year's goals, which I did that in my podcast a few episodes back. So I hope you're ticking those off and if you want to know, I've started to tick a few of mine off. One of those was to create new friendship circles and I actually met up with someone, a lovely lady who I met not in a sexual way, it was as a friendship and we met just through chatting on different Facebook groups, we're both single mums and we both had a lot of common and it was really nice to get out and we had a drink together, we had a chat together, we chatted about single life and parenting and just fun things that we're both doing with our life and it was really nice to get out and meet someone on the Same wavelength as me and meet someone new. So that was one of my lists on my goals to do for this year, just to get out and meet new friends. Mind you, I do have five pages of goals for this year, so that's only one of many of them. But I hope you're out there and smashing your goals for the year. But that's not what we're talking about today. Today we are talking about ghosting. That's right, it's not a fun thing to deal with, it's shitty, it makes you feel shitty. And let's be honest, it's a very weak move on the part of the person who is doing the ghosting. Now, I'm still undecided to work out, is ghosting just becoming more frequent as we get older? Because people have been through more shit in their life and they've been through more stuff and they're at that age where they just don't give a fuck. They're like, I just can't deal with it. I'm just not going to deal with it. Block, I'm done. Or is it the fact that going back maybe 20 years or so when we were younger, because I'm in my mid-40s, so going back to those younger days when we were dating, was it the fact that maybe online dating wasn't such a popular thing then? Because I do remember going back in those days, there was some shame about being on a dating app. People were embarrassed to admit that they met their partner on a dating app, where now it's, well, especially as you're older, like again, I don't know if this applies to the younger age group, but especially as you're older, it's not such an a shameful thing because it's one of the few ways that you can actually meet a potential partner. Unless you're actually going out to singles events or you're very social with your friend group and you are able to get out and meet people, then that's the perfect way to actually get out and meet someone. But if you're not, then really the only way is online dating or through some single pages on social media and some of those are even just as bad as dating apps but going back to when you're younger again that younger age group are more inclined to actually go out to bars and go out clubbing and be more social with their life so is it maybe not such a common trend in the younger age group because they don't rely so much on online dating or is it a common thing now with the younger age group that I just don't see because I'm not in that age group. I don't know but I do find that as I've got older it is becoming a lot more common. Now I don't think it's got anything to do with my age or anything, it's got to do with the world that we live in today. People are so fixated on their phones and just the living in a convenience world. People just want things today that are of convenience. And sadly, that also includes relationships. If you don't meet their needs or you don't meet their expectations, it's so easy just to jump on to the next person. Fuck your hard work. See you later. People don't want to put in that effort. People don't like if they, they originally asked you out or vice versa for a reason and that person agreed to go out with that person, reason so it's not just one person asking the other person the other person agreed to it so clearly they both wanted to meet up they both wanted to go on a date and try and make something work so what is it that people get to a point there when they just think fuck it, I can't be bothered, I'm going to find someone else, thinking that the grass is always going to be greener. They're going to go off to the next available app, Tinder, Plenty Fish, Bumble, whatever it is, so many out there these days, and think that they're going to find someone better because this one's hard work. But this is what a lot of people forget. Dating is hard work. Well, actually, no, I'm going to rephrase that. It's not hard work, but you do need to put effort in. You do need to put effort in, and I think a lot of people are scared to do that Or they just don't want to because we live in that convenience world where things don't go to your way or things don't go how you want it. So next, see you later. I'm off to online dating. I'm back to Tinder again. Swipe, swipe, swipe. Found someone, next date. And then it's an endless cycle. Nothing changes. And then your next second, you're ghosted. Why is that okay? And it's so sad and it's really such a shame that people, when they see a fault in somebody, They don't want to try and compromise or they don't want to go, okay, they deal with that situation differently than I do. That's okay. They don't have to be exactly the same as me. People don't look at it from that perspective. They just look at it and go, oh, well, they've got a different opinion. Fuck that. I'm not dealing with that. People don't want to compromise. People don't want to learn to mesh or learn to deal with people that don't handle things exactly the same because let's be honest. It is impossible to find someone that's got exactly the same morals, values, the way they handle situations, the way they respond to things, whatever it is, There is, it's impossible to meet someone that does everything exactly the same as us. And why would you want someone that handles something exactly the same as us? But people don't like it when someone has a difference of opinion or when they do something different and when that situation happens in a relationship, people aren't wanting to make an effort to make it work they're not wanting to make an effort to understand the other person or see where the person's coming from because like I said in a previous episode we don't do things intentionally because we're all assholes. we don't do things intentionally just to piss someone else off we do things because we're doing the fucking best we can in the world that we live in just trying to get by as our single parent. We're not doing things to piss people off. This is how we are. This is how we handle situations. This is who we are. And people all of a sudden or are very quick to jump and hold judgment and blame towards a certain person if their reaction is not how they would have handled it or if their response is not something they would have said or they believe in something different to they believe in. And straight up, they're like, nah, fuck, I'm out. I'm out. Don't want it. Well, one, why aren't you making that effort to get to know that person a little better and see where they're coming from? Because we all react to certain situations for a reason, because it's just a result of our upbringing. It's a result of different situations that we've been through. Some people might be really shy in life because they've used to had someone speaking up for them. Someone might be really confident because that's a the situation they've been in. They've been in situations where they've got to speak up and they've got to handle things in life on their own. So everyone handles certain situations in life based on circumstances and events that they've been through and it's not acceptable to just completely cut someone off and completely ghost them based on a little difference that you may have. If you've wanted to meet up with someone and you've wanted to go on a date with them and vice versa... Then why aren't you putting in that effort to wanting to get to know them? Why are you so quick to cut it off and shut them out and be like, nah, they're different, not interested. Or oh, fuck, I don't like what she's thinking there. Oh my God, she's high maintenance. Or I don't like the way he dresses. Or I don't like the way she w- wears her lipstick or whatever else. At the end of the day, these are all superficial things. Are you really going to throw away a possible relationship that could work out amazingly based on something superficial and even if it's not superficial even if it is based on a difference of opinion or they don't see something the same as you do and you just think fuck that's hard basket and a lot of people don't like people that speak up they don't like people that have their own opinions and they just think that's hard work so they're like nope not handling this ghosting block done you're out why I just don't understand and I've met so many fucking people And yeah, I've gone on quite a few dates and you always, well, I've found that, you know, people ask you about your dating history and about people that you've gone through and then you tell them, oh yeah, this has happened, I got ghosted here, I did that, oh fuck, what an arsehole, how could they do that to you? I would never do something like that. Two, three weeks down the track, they're doing the same thing. It's like, fuck. And you have these conversations with them about how much you just want to have a relationship where you can communicate well with each other. You want someone that can communicate with. So if you're not happy with something about them, you want to know that you can bring it up. You're not trying to initiate a fight. You're just trying to understand their point of view and vice versa. If someone doesn't like something about you, you want to know that they can bring it up. Not just sit there and hold a grudge and sit there secretly, get the shits with you and then run off and tell their mates. And the next minute, you're the topic of discussion between your partner and all their mates because he he was too scared to tell you. You don't want that. You want to have an open relationship. Well, not open. You want to have a relationship where you can communicate openly with each other. And I've met so many people that, yeah, yeah, I'm all about communication. I'm all about saying how it is. I don't like this bullshit, you know, texting, blah, blah, blah. And then the next minute something doesn't go their way and you're blocked. It's like, what the fuck? Five seconds ago you were just saying I'm all about communicating. Well, obviously something wasn't happening right that or something happened that you don't agree with. Why the fuck did you not ask me about it? Why the fuck did you not say something? Why would you not talk about it? Or if something, if it wasn't what you wanted, why not have the balls to turn around and say, listen, you're a lovely person. I wish you all the best, but this is not what I'm looking for. And I've done that a few times and that's okay. You're not going to stay in a relationship just for the fuck of it, just to keep someone else happy. And then you end up being miserable but we're all fucking adults here. You need to be able to communicate how you feel. And if you're looking to be in a relationship and you're in and out of dating and you can't communicate how you feel, then why the hell are you dating? Why the hell are you in the dating world if you can't communicate what you think of the other person that you'll potentially date or that you're wanting to potentially be in a relationship with? Why? Why are people too scared to say that? Is it like I said earlier, just the convenience world? People just think I can't be fucked dealing with it. See you later. And a lot of the times it's not something that's really bad. It's not something that's I, I it's not something that's hurtful or wrong. A lot of the times people are getting ghosted for something so minor. And quite possibly that could come down to the fact that they're dating multiple people. And you were just one of the list and you didn't make the cut, which is quite sad really to say like that. But again, it really comes down to lack of communication. And this is what it all comes down to. This is what ghosting is about. People that are not confident enough to communicate where they're at, what they're doing and how they feel. And the way I look at it now, I don't get ghosted because I'm not dating. I can't be fucked at the moment. I'm quite happy being single. and I'm quite happy focusing on my world. But when someone does ghost you and when it does happen, I look back at it and I think, thank you. I'm glad it happened now. Because that that tells me that they're not someone that's confident enough to communicate where they're at or communicate anything about how they're feeling. And really, do you want to be in a relationship with someone like that? Fuck no, I don't. I don't. I want someone that I want to be in a relationship with someone that if something's not right or they're feeling off about something or something, I've said something that might have pissed them off or something tell me. Because you're not intentionally trying to piss someone off, are you? You may just communicate things in a way that's different to them and it might have triggered something in them. Say something so they know not to do it next time. Like I said, we're all fucking adults. So if you are going into the dating world and you are still fishing around and dating other people at the same time and you've just found someone better so you're ghosting the other people, let them know that you're not there just, well, let them know that you are still dating around. You're not just committed to them. And it's okay. And for some reason, it's very, um, I've noticed that in America, it is quite common to do that. It's quite common to date and still go around and meet other people until you're actually officially a boyfriend or girlfriend. But here in Australia, it's very different. Everyone's expecting everyone to just purely date that one person. And if it doesn't work, then you go and date someone else. I love that attitude in America. I love how they do it. You can date as many people as you want until you're officially boyfriend and girlfriend, but you need to communicate that with the other person so they know that that's where you're at. And then when you are officially just with each other and you're not dating around, you need to communicate that as well. It's not a difficult thing, but people are too scared to speak up. People are too scared to acknowledge how they feel. And it's not a reflection of the person that's being ghosted. Even though it makes you feel like you've done something wrong, because you do, you're left questioning, okay, shit, what did I do? Could I have said something differently? Could I have done something differently? Were they seeing someone else? And it does fuck with your head. You're constantly questioning the situation. You're questioning what happened to all of a sudden just get blocked. You're like, fuck, what did I do? What did I do? But then you get to a space that's like, okay, well, I'm good. I don't care. Thank you for telling me that now. And the last person that did do that to me, I sent them because he blocked me. I sent him a lengthy email because I knew he had access to that. And I said, thank you. Your, your text message proved to me that this is exactly what I want to. Thank you for confirming that decision for me. You have gone and made the right decision. Because clearly, if he was someone that was right for me, he wouldn't have sent that message. Because he did send a lengthy message, a lengthy text message saying he can't do this anymore. All of a sudden, blocked. Blocked me on social media blocked my phone number because as soon as I got it I was blindsided I had no idea it was coming no idea I thought we were in a really good relationship and the shitty thing is I mean we're only together for a few months but it kind of got serious very quickly and we're at a point where I was close to giving him the key to my house because he was coming and going a lot so I was just I was nearly ready to get him a key card and say here when you want to pop over here here's a key come over and next minute I get a lengthy text message And he's like, I can't, I didn't even read, I don't think I even read all of it because it was so long and you know straight away when you get a long message like that and you can tell by the way the first sentence is, I hate to say this or I hate to do, I can't even remember, it was that long ago. But as soon as I saw that, I'm just like, thank you. And I left some stuff in his car so I sent him an email saying, thank you for making that decision, you have made my decision much easier, please drop off the stuff that I left in my car, Done. But to fucking block me like that, like he didn't even tell me what had happened. He didn't tell me what I did wrong. He didn't tell me personally, I think he was just in a fucked up headspace because why else would you do something like that? But I didn't know anything. And for a while I was left wondering what happened? What did I do? Is he dating someone else? But then I got to a point like, I don't give a fuck. I don't care. I really don't care. And the sad thing is whilst we were together, he also did that same thing with a job he was in a job he had an issue with his boss hated his boss but was, didn't have the balls to communicate anything to her every day he'd come home and whinge about his boss and then one day he just went to a doctor got a fucking mental health plan put an email on her or letter on her desk saying I'm resigning and then he blocked her so she couldn't communicate with him and find out what happened or what went wrong so I'm guessing in her eyes she had no idea there was anything wrong as well So that's what made me look back and think, well, he's just fucked. He's just an idiot with massive insecurity issues and needs to get his shit sorted. So you've got to take that into consideration when you do get ghosted. Sometimes it happens for the right reasons. And sometimes it can be really hard in the moment. You're just left wondering, what the fuck did I do? But sometimes you've got to look back and take it as a thank you. Thank you for doing it now and not maybe a year or two down the track. Thank you. Now, like I said here, this guy, he did send me an email, which a lot of people don't, but he sent me an email because I sent him whilst in the process of this happening, he was also going for a new job because he resigned from his previous job and blocked her. So he was going for a new job and he had a job interview and I sent him a message saying, good luck, hope it all goes well, let me know how your interview goes. And I didn't hear back. And eventually, a couple of hours later, I get a text message with that lengthy message. Oh, fuck. And the shitty thing is, I saw him the night before. We were together the night before. We had dinner. And in my eyes, there was nothing wrong. But then the next day, I get this message. So then I went to call him straight away and say, are you okay? What's going on? Not to have a fucking fight. I don't don't have the fucking energy to fight. But just to say, hey, what's happened? Are you okay? And I went straight to voicemail. I'm like, holy fuck, he blocked me. You know, straight away, you know, your gut tells you, you can tell. I knew his phone wasn't flat or wasn't off because he literally just sent me that message. I knew when I tried to call him straight away to see if he was okay, I was blocked. I'm like, that's weird. That's when my gut said, check social media and he was gone. He was gone. So I was blocked. And that, even though he sent me a text message to say it was over, it's still ghosting because it didn't give me the opportunity to find out what happened it didn't give me the opportunity to find out what went wrong it didn't even get me the opportunity to have a say he just said his say and then blocked there was no further communication and i haven't heard back from him since and like i said it was shitty in the moment it was shitty at that time and it left me asking a lot of questions but it was very quick for me to get over because I've been to a lot of shit in the past with previous guys who think that's okay to come into my world and try fuck me over. So I didn't stew on this for very long. I was very quick to send him an email and say, thank you very much. Drop my things off. Take care. It's a little bit longer than that. But I didn't, I didn't even have the energy to get nasty at him. I just said, thank you for showing me that you've made the right decision. Please drop my things off. I didn't want to argue, didn't care enough to argue because I thought, you know what, you clearly don't care about me so I've got nothing to argue about. Why am I going to waste my energy arguing with someone who clearly doesn't care about me? And that's what you've got to look at. it. Why would you worry about someone and wanting an explanation from someone and waste your energy on them when clearly they can't give you the same respect? Fuck it. It's not worth it. But the shitty thing is about it, as single parents, we are quite time poor. We are very time poor. We, our, our world revolves around our kids and work and our parenting routine. We don't have a whole lot of free time just to throw away. So, for someone to come into our world and make us think that they're the best things in sliced bread or whatever else, they just come in and just, even if it's not a long term relationship, something short you're dating for a while or however, even, even if it is a long term relationship, it's still your time that you're giving up for them. And they're just shitting on that by not even giving you a chance to speak or just not even telling you and just completely blocking you off and ignoring you and you're just left to wonder. It's a fucking weak move, weak and sadly it has happened to me on multiple occasions. That's why the last guy it happened to, I was just like, oh fuck, I don't care, fuck off, did not have the energy to even shed a tear and I didn't and I fucking did didn't care enough to sh- to do that mind you I did care about the relationship but as soon as I got that text message all respect was thrown out the window any kind of emotion or feelings or anything I had to him was straight away thrown out the window I was like you're just going to throw me away like a fucking piece of shit because you can't handle your shit at least be man enough to say listen I'm not in a good headspace I'm not really in a dating I'm not in the space to date at the moment. I need to just focus on me. Thank you for everything. Take care. Fuck, I would have loved that something like that. You're welcome. Look after yourself. If you want to catch up later down the track, I'd love to. Otherwise, I wish you the best. That's something I would have said in return. It's not that hard, is it? Is it that hard? So it's quite fucking rude and disrespectful for people to come in and start dating you and bring you into their world. And you're giving up your time, which you don't have a lot of, for them, only for them to shit on you and disappear randomly without you even having an understanding of what went wrong. Now, there's so much wrong with this that I just don't even know where to begin. But like I said, the first thing here, the time. They're fucking with your time that you don't have much of anyway. And if it's been a long-term relationship where you've introduced your kids to them, that's another fucky situation. That's a fucky situation. Like why would you be in a relationship with someone where you've met the kids and all of a sudden, bam, you've ghosted them. And then it's left explaining the absence of this person to the kids and explaining what happened. And then you've got to teach the kids, this is not normal behavior. This is not how you handle situations in life. And then you teach them what you would normally do. I suppose it's a good learning lesson for the kids and for when they have relationships when they're older, what not to do. But it's not right. It's a very selfish, selfish move when you have got to the point when you have met kids and you are in a more uh, serious relationship. It's an extremely selfish move to go someone. And really, it's just a sign of their insecurities. Because like I said at the beginning, it comes down to communication. If you could just communicate with someone that you're not ready to be in a relationship. Well, you know what? I'm not, I, I just don't feel right about this. I think I need to step back and have a break. Or just something. Something anything. And even though it may not be the right thing that they want to hear, hearing something is better than hearing nothing. But like I said, if someone ghosts you and you hear nothing, then that's your way of the universe telling you, you know what, this person's not right for you. Lift your fucking standards up because you deserve better than that. And that's exactly how I look at it when I meet somebody and they come into my world and they just fucking come in, drop a grenade and out they go. I just look at it and I think, you know what? That's the universe saying, Leanne, pick your fucking standards up because you deserve way better than that. And that's partly why I've been single for so long because I have lifted my standards and I'm not tolerating any bullshit. So I'm happily single and I'm enjoying being single and I'm not actively looking for someone because I feel like I've been kicked in the guts enough that I know – that I no longer compromise for anyone else. I don't meet people and see that they're not someone that's right for me and go, oh, okay, they're not right, but I'll give them a go. No, no, that's that's your red flag right there. If they're not right, don't go, oh, okay, but I'll give them a go. No, if they're not right, you fucking stop it right there and say, you know what, thank you, but I don't feel like this is right for me. Don't make excuses for someone because 99% of the time, you're going to get fucked over good chance you'll probably get ghosted because if you're making excuses for someone, good chance that they're not confident enough to speak up and say how they feel and you're going to end up getting hurt and then something's going to happen and you're going to be like, that's why I felt that at the beginning. That's why. And the other shitty thing about ghosting, it fucks with your trust level. How do you trust people again? How do you go back into the dating world when somebody has just done that and you've met previous people in the past that have also promised not to do that, but then then they've gone and done it? How do you trust people again? So when going forward, the way to trust people is not jump into a situation, take it as slow as possible. We're not on a timeline here. I don't give a fuck how old we are. I don't care if you're 62, if you're 41, if you're 93 and you're still out there. Fuck, I love it if you're 93 and you're dating. Good on you. And if you're listening to this and you're 93, fucking even better on you. Most people in 93 wouldn't even know what a podcast is. But I love it if you are. Anyway, we don't need to rush into relationships. So when you've been burnt and you're struggling to trust someone because you've been ghosted in the past, Don't stop dating. Don't just say, no, fuck it, I've been hurt, I'm not gonna get up again, and I'm not gonna keep trying. You need to keep trying if that's what you want. If you wanna meet someone, yes, definitely keep trying. Put your boundaries in place. But you've gotta keep in mind there's a big difference between being guarded and setting your boundaries. Because being guarded, which is quite commonly what happens when you've been hurt in the past, you've been fucked over, you don't just wanna let someone into your world so easy. So you have your guard up. You're not willing to disclose them all the information. You want to keep things close to your heart, which is fine, which is understandable. But if you want to meet someone new, you've got to open up. So that's where you've got to learn to set your boundaries. And this is all part of taking it slow. So you can't just be closed off and you can't just meet someone and be closed off and expect that relationship to progress unless you communicate where you're at. And that comes down to setting boundaries. So if you've lost trust in the opposite sex and you don't know how to get that back again, then you've got to communicate. If you still want to get out there and actually meet someone, then you can't go in there all closed off and fuck, I got fucked over last time. I'm just going to sit there and see how it goes. It probably won't go anywhere if you have that mentality. You need to go in there and say, listen, I really want to get out there and date. I really want to meet someone. I hope this does make progress. But this is where I'm at. This is what's happened. And I want to take things really slow. I'm not going to rush into anything. I just need to take my time and I need to know that I can slowly build my trust with you. And that's it. Learn to slowly build your trust again with someone. Don't go in there guns blazing Just thinking that, okay, it was just the last person's fault. They're just the fuckwit. I'm just going to go in there and do the same thing again. No, like I said, that happened because you've been told fucking by the universe that you've got to pick your game up with your standards. That's not what you deserve. You deserve better than that. So next time you go into a relationship, you've got to do something a little bit different. And that is to communicate where you're at. Communicate what you're looking for. Communicate what your expectations are and so they know and it's such a it's easier when you can do that when you meet someone that you can openly have a conversation with about these kinds of things it's easy it is easy and that's what you want you want someone that you can say I've i have had some issues in the past I'm not comparing that to you but I need to go into this slowly that's it it's just about having that open communication And that's what's lacking these days. People are just so used to being on their phones and scrolling and not having to communicate with people. Have we lost that in today's generation that we can't even communicate with someone that we're dating with? It's pretty sad world that we live in if that's what it's come to. So really, when it comes down to ghosting or when it comes down to, I should say, stepping back out again into the dating world after being ghosted, you've just got to put it out there and say where you're at and set your boundaries and build some resilience up. I would probably also suggest not to go straight back into the dating world after that's happened because there's a good chance you're still going to have some hurt and some anger and you're still probably going to be pissed off about what's just happened. You don't want to jump into another relationship and take that anger and frustration and hurt and take that into the next relationship and the first sign that they've done something wrong, you're going to get triggered and take that anger out on them. Okay? So Biggest advice I can give, if you've just been ghosted by someone, deal with that anger first. Get through that. If you're at a place where you're just like, okay, it's done, I don't care, then yeah, move on. But if you're at a place where you're like, oh, that fucking asshole, I can't believe that happened, then I would definitely recommend taking some time out of the dating world. Step back for a little bit and maybe just reflect on how you handle things. Can you handle things better, even though you you may not be doing something wrong, but if you're getting so worked up and so upset about something, you've got to learn to get over that before you can move on and get to a place where you are where you know your value and you know that the fact that you've been ghosted is not something wrong in you, it's that they've done something wrong and they haven't been man enough or woman enough to communicate that with you. Now, I'm not saying you haven't. Maybe there was something that happened wrong and they didn't want to come and tell you. Who knows? But at the end of the day, even if there was something that was done wrong in the relationship and they chose to ghost you as a way to handling that, two wrongs don't make a right. You don't just ghost someone because they've done something that you don't like. End of story. So sadly, because of the growing trend with social media and the growing trend to constantly be on our phones, we don't even need to sit at an office and work these days. Most of us can just sit on our phones and get most of our work done there. We have become a society where we are just so dependent on our phones and so dependent on a quick fix or the convenient option. Like people don't even like or comment on things on social media unless it's just to trigger someone or piss someone off. Most time people are just scrolling. They're just scrolling, looking through stories, looking through their feed. Very few people even comment or interact with people on social media these days. Sadly, the few times that they do, it's when it's related to a post that's triggered something about them and it ends up being a debate, just for example, something about a reality star or a show or something that's happened in politics or something. Those kinds of posts usually stir a reaction and trigger something in someone and they're the things that people comment on. It's like they just like the battle, they like the fight, the back and forth. But other than that, when it comes to business pages and friends, like people don't even comment on your friend stuff anymore or like anything or acknowledge anything, they see it but they, no one likes or acknowledges anything anymore or comments. Very few people do it these days and that's just sadly what's happened in the dating world. It's just a world of convenience. Nope, I'm done, you're out, next. I can just jump onto my phone, go to the app and find someone that way. You don't even have to go out searching, you just sit at home on your phone these days. It is sad what's happened. And people are hiding behind their phones to deal with reality and using that as a way to escape things that are pissing them off. And there's no way to change that, unfortunately. We can't change everyone in the world. We can't make everyone go out and fix their issues and deal with things like a mature person. It's not going to happen. The only way to fix a problem is to know how to handle that issue when it does arise in your world. And to do that, you've just got to know how to react. And as sad and as hard as it is you just you can't take it personally because like I said even though you may have done something wrong that you don't know about that's not okay enough reason for them just to completely shut you out and throw you out like trash that's not okay so really if someone's going to ghost you Don't sit back and wait for answers. Don't chase them looking for answers. Don't try search them and contact them and search through social media and looking for their friends and friends and friends to see what they're doing. Who gives a fuck? They've gone. Leave them be. Leave them in their own little bubble where they should be. Do you know what? When you start doing that, when you start chasing people like that, it's not an attractive sign. It's not. When you start chasing people and start stalking social media looking for them and you actually get them what are you going to do then start asking them why what happened you're not going to get a positive response if you find someone that's ghosted you and you actually message them to ask them what happened or why it's not going to end in a positive way they're probably going to put their guard up they're going to get all defensive holy shit where did this person come from why are they messaging me i don't want to fucking deal with this this is why i fucking blocked them me ages ago why are they fucking messaging me now don't do it, leave it. I'm not condoning the fact that someone's ghosted you, I'm not condoning any of their behavior. I've been there, it's not nice. But don't chase it. You are worth more than that. You do not need to chase someone that doesn't want to be in your life. Leave them be, off they go, off they go. So when you are in that situation of being ghosted, like I said, we can't change the way people handle things in our world. The only thing we can change is the way we handle situations. And you've just, as hard as it is, got to know how to handle that situation when it does arise or if it does arise. And hopefully it doesn't because you've got into that situation and communicated where you're at. You communicated what you want and what your expectations are and you've communicated that you're going to take it slowly. Because you want to start the trusting process slowly. You're not going to go in there and trust them from day dot and expect them to be your perfect match straight from the beginning. It's not going to happen. You've got to take it slowly. Make it clear, you want to get to know each other, but you want them to tell you when something's not right and vice versa. You want them to communicate when they're not feeling right. If they're not happy, you want them to communicate it. If you've said something that's upset them, you want them to communicate. So that's what happens to avoid being put in a situation of being ghosted. Communicate from the get-go where you're at and what you're expecting from that person in return. You want them to talk to you and be open and honest about everything because it makes you question why does someone get to the point where they feel like they can't talk to you? What is wrong in that situation where they can't tell you what happened or why they felt the need to have to just disappear? But like I said, You don't need to worry about that because quite often it's something that's happening in their world. Like the guy I spoke about previously who ghosted me, well, he wrote me that lengthy text and then blocked me from everywhere so I couldn't respond and see actually what happened. That was a him issue. That was a common path in his history. And I've dated guys that get to a point and they all of a sudden get serious and then the same thing, they'll send you a text and they'll block you and they'll jump onto another relationship and all of a sudden get serious and then they do the same thing to them. It's a reflection of them. It's their history. It's their pattern. It's their life. And it's their problem. Don't try and solve it. Don't try and fix it. Don't try and change them. That's the biggest tip ever. You cannot change somebody. The only person you can change is you. So if you see someone being a fuckwit and you just think, hey, I don't like it, but maybe I can help them. Maybe I can change it. No, unless they've come to you and addressed what they think is wrong with them and they've said, listen, I don't like what I do about this what can I do? Do you think there's something I can do? Then you can maybe help them. But you don't go into someone's world and say, listen, I don't like the way you do this. You need to do this differently. That's not going to work. You can't fix someone's problems and you can't change them unless they come to you and they're willing to change something about them. You've just got to accept that that's who they are and you've either got to learn to make it work or learn to let it go. And that applies to ghosting. So when someone comes into your world and ghosts you, you can't go chase them and want an apology and want an explanation and want them to change the way they are because they hurt you. No. Yes, that's triggered you. Something about what they've done has triggered you. Yes, they've, they've abandoned you. They've just left you. They've just thrown you away and disrespect you. They've showed you no care factor or anything. They've just disregarded you. So of course that's triggering. Of course it is. That's a, that's a triggering thing for anyone. Just to be thrown away and act like you're non-existent is a trigger for anyone. But at the end of the day, you've got to focus on that. You've got to focus on why you're hurt, not why they're hurting you. Leave that idiot to hurt themselves. Because if they're hurting you, then clearly they are hurting themselves. And they are hurting. But they don't know how to heal it. They don't know how to fix it. And they probably don't want to fix it. So leave them be. And don't try and change anyone who ghosts you. Don't try and fix them. So that's my tips for the day, guys. So just remember, when someone does come into your world or you are bringing someone new into your world, don't rush into introducing them to, to your kids for that reason. You don't want to introduce your kids to someone that's all of a sudden just going to randomly up and go. You want to know that there's someone that you can trust and to trust them, you've got to take your time and they've got to be respectful that you as a single parent, when good chance they're probably a single parent too, but you've got to be respectful of each other that you're giving away your time as a single parent, when as a single parent, you're extremely time poor. So put that out there from the beginning, put that out from the get-go. Let them know what your expectations are. Communicate that. And let them know that you need to be communicated to. You don't need to be have instructions and a manual for everything that they're feeling and thinking and wanting and needing. You don't need that. But when it comes to your relationship and when it comes to you and something they're not happy about or something that's right not right, then yes, that should be communicated to you. And you need to express that from the beginning. And if you see red flags and you see they're not wanting to compromise with that or they see they're not wanting to be on board with that, you need someone that communicates and they're not on board with that, then that's a red flag. That's a red flag. They're not going to change. Don't just think, oh, okay, he's, he's not on board, but maybe I can change that. Or she's she doesn't sound like someone that's going to be able to communicate in the relationship, but maybe we can make that work when we're together. No, you can't. That's who they are. You can't force somebody to change. So make your expectations clear. Work on building your resilience. So don't just go jumping into another relationship once you've just been burnt from a previous one where you just got ghosted. Take your time into getting back into the dating world and learn to focus on what's just happened to you and how are you going to react if it was to happen again? Are you going to be damaged and I won't say damaged that's not the right word are you going to be broken and upset and hurt and angry at the world because it's just happened or are you going to be able to look at it and go okay that was a fucky move I don't like it it's made me feel like I've done something really wrong but at the end of the day that move they just pulled that was wrong and that showed me that I don't want to be with them and that's how you've got to look at it when you get ghosted so thank you again, everyone. I hope you got something out of this. And if you're not confident enough to deal with these situations on your own, you need help, you need some guidance going going through this process and walking you through the process of dating or through single parenting, then jump onto my website. I've got a number of services available and I'd love to help you out and walk you through it because I'm all about empowering you as a single parent. Enjoy your journey as a single parent. Even though there are people out there that try and make us feel like we're less than, there's people out there that try and judge single parents, primarily single mums. There are a lot of stigmas and hate towards single parents. But I'm here to show that there is nothing to be embarrassed about. There's nothing to be ashamed about. And this is a fun journey if you learn to love it. And that's what Life After Plus One is all about. Learning to love and enjoy being a single parent. So if you want to share your thoughts on the show, if you want to share anything, any of your ghosting stories, send them through to my DMs. I'd love to hear what you've been through and how you handled it. Or shoot me through a message on my website. Love to hear your stories. You can also comment on Spotify or send me through a review on iTunes. Love to hear your thoughts, guys. Anyway, thank you all. As I always say, I hope you got something out of this. And until next week, I'll be in your ears. Then, thank you all. Thank you for joining us on the Life After Plus One podcast. If you loved what you heard today and looking for some further support, then jump onto our website, lifeafterplusone.com. Plus don't forget to check out our Instagram page for further resources and inspo. You can find all the links in the show notes. And remember, you're not alone on this path. I'm looking forward to seeing you on the next episode. And in the meantime, keep thriving, keep growing and keep exploring your amazing life after plus one.